Well, partner, here's another episode that we have going on, and uh, man, I'm looking forward to this one. How things been going with you? I am doing very well. I'm looking forward to this as well. Um, you know, today we have on the podcast Dr. Joe Casey, the county administrator for Chesterfield County, and uh, we're looking forward to this. Yeah, we, we, to we again we talk about partnershiping with our with our community, um, of course, with Dr. Casey here. That tells us more about that partnership between the police department and administration for the county itself. Um, so we're looking forward to hearing back from him. Right. We've done some other shows that involve sure. other county offices of mental health when we talked about crisis intervention. Yes. We recently had someone from our multicultural office and community engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've met with uh, an outside partner from Diversity Richmond as right. well as our STEP program, the SAFE, SAFE program with the Drugs and alcohol. So um, today we have a county administrator, and we'll so talk we, about I guess a, we're a wide to take it variety to, of topics. We're trying to take it to the top now. Take it to another level. <laughs> take it take to it another, to another level. level. Uh, and we're looking forward to this, Doc. And um, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to us, to our audience? Sure. My name is Joe Casey, the county administrator of Chesterfield. Uh, it's been an honor and privilege since I got appointed in June of 2016. Okay. Right. So you started in the private sector. So a little bit of back about your educational background. You went to the University of Richmond. Yes, sir. And then you completed graduate studies and your PhD program at VCU. That's correct. You're, you're a good detective. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, you made uh, you became a CPA. That's correct. And you worked in the private sector. That, that's right. I, I'm a numbers person. Everyone thinks differently. Okay. You know, in my mind, it's nothing but math. Wow. Which uh, is hard because, right. you know, when I talk to people, you know, they like words more than numbers sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. So making a transition from the private sector to the public sector is uh, somewhat unusual. Um, because in the private sector, we know you typically can make more money, more um, benefits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Why did you become a public servant? That's a good question. I ask myself that often. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, uh, actually, the audit firm I was doing, you know, we were involved in a lot of mergers and acquisitions, helping clients, you know, make money. Mm-hmm. And and you go. To, I traveled across the country, sizing up companies for to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, everyone became a number. People became a number because okay. the first thing you know, companies do, and I respect that. That's how business works. Right. When you buy something. You got to cut costs right. to make more money, right. and you don't you don't need two of something, so you cut down, and that cutting is people. Okay, so I kind of had that in my background, and just you know, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was assigned to do the Hanover County audit, and it was the first time you know on the front lines of local government, and in an audit it really covers all the facets of public uh, sector. Okay, and uh, you know, so I just became you know. You know, enthralled with just understanding and seeing how much people care about people. Right. It wasn't numbers anymore. Okay. You know, there's no the, the bottom line of government is you got to do your job in serving people. So you, you know, went from numbers. Now I want to understand people. That's correct. I was in the finance area, but okay. you know, you, but sure. you you leverage the taxpayer dollar to to its fullest. Okay. And you do it with the care and attention to make sure all people are cared for. And you know, and that's where I was actually exposed to uh, the front lines in, in Hanover as a sheriff's office, as you know. Okay. And just seeing the professionalism and the respect uh, that they had uh, from the people of the of the community, just it's the win win of it all. Okay. And so I, I just said, you know what, I, I need to I need to jump my uh, one foot in the pool yep. to, to to the whole uh, two feet in. All and, right. And and that was 1990, and I haven't I haven't looked back. Okay. So we, if we go from Hanover doing the audit there. 
Um, now you're going to where? So w- when I finished up the audit, they were uh, had a void in uh, a new position called an assistant director of finance. Okay. And I was actually helping them find some people because in my role as an auditor, I need that person to know exactly what I needed so I can get my job done for the private sector. Okay. And uh, th- the more I learned about the position, the more uh, I heard about it, I was like, wait a second, I, I can do this when, when I grow up. And my, wife, <laughs> and, and my wife says it's it's time to grow up, right? You know, Good. so I was age uh, twenty five and 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 jumped into it and uh, rose up through the ranks of finance uh, all the way to deputy county administrator. Worked for with a great mentor named Rue Harris who retired mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Great partner to Chesterfield County, uh-huh. uh, um, and so in twenty thirteen. Uh, I had the opportunity when my friend John Batokas of Henrico became the county manager. Okay. He, in essence, did my job when he was a deputy. Okay. And he's like, you know, I, I need to learn all about the rest of Henrico County, and, and I need you to help me do what I once did. Okay. And uh, I, I joined my friend over there for a couple of years, and then uh, when Jay Stegmaier retired, you know, someone said, hey, you know, you may want to go cross that river, so... Came up with a seventy cent toll and, uh, and then <laughs> right. came, came on board. Yeah, good. But again, I'm looking at your history, and you have some. You've been teaching as well. That's correct. You know, as an adjunct professor, I was a student for many years. I think I went to VCU for about felt like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm one of those you know lifelong learners, but I'm also selfish. I'm going to learn. I want to get credit for it. So that's right. why I got a PhD. Okay. I just kept kept learning. But I, I finally deployed it. I realized there's a lot of people who don't understand how government works. Uh, the business of government, the business of serving people. And so uh, I always view, you know, part of my profession and my ethics is how do you give back in okay. time? Good. And so uh, uh, I've taught many great people, taught many great people who <laughs> actually work in uh, Chesterfield County. So uh, uh, it's it's been a joint privilege. Unfortunately, with my job as a county administrator, uh, nights and, and weekends right. are consuming, and I have to be there for organizations and other meetings. So uh, I have not done the uh, adjunct role since coming here. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, you've been doing public service now for 32 years. And I know that there's been private sector businesses that have had to come after you to leave. Why have you chosen to stay? Um, I just enjoy the job. It's, it's, and I don't have to tell you, your profession's like that, too. No sure. two days are, are right. ever the same. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no two people are ever the same. There are people who need us, mm-hmm. uh, and, and sometimes those people who need us don't realize right, exactly, uh, that exactly. they need us. And it's just, you know, how, how do you make this the best functioning local government, the front lines of government? Uh, you know, people see federal issues. They see state issues. They watch the TV or the social media feeds, which are consumed with, with those branches right. of government. Exactly. They don't know, you know, the, the local, dirt that's in their yard. Exactly. Uh, and, and we're there to help them with mm-hmm. that and uh, keep them safe, educate their children, do the basics well, but also you know push the pedal to the metal where we can to just be you know the innovative force that we are. Okay. Now, know each year you give the board, uh, a board of supervisors here locally, a list of your goals and things that you want to accomplish, and also past accomplishments. We want right. to focus more on the safety and security of uh, Chesterfield County residents and visitors and businesses. Sure. And, and where are we going with public safety? Um, so, can you speak a little bit about some of your priorities for? Right now, sure. I mean, the the first goal I have is as part of my job is listening. Right. You know, listening to to respected leaders of, of public safety, listening to the citizens and businesses that that you know need those services. Um, I'm I'm blessed in that you know 
it, it's easy to listen in Chesterfield sure, County. Sure. You know, people don't mind offering their opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the county administrator, you know, his voice is is just a voice, right. but it's I'm not the authority. I'm not the Alpha and Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I can listen, and, and and again, part of my role is hoping frame somebody's topic into what is something that we can do. Mm-hmm. We're making them understand that is not our business, right, right or wrong or indifferent. You know, right. We don't have the laws or regulation that may be a state topic, mm-hmm. may be federal. It may actually be designed for a nonprofit or it just may be designed that you just need to talk to your neighbor and work out an issue okay. together without getting exactly. the government involved. Because exactly. I, I warn people, you know, be careful what you ask for because what, what applies to you, you know, may apply to 365,000 exactly. people. Exactly. Right. And, and we could just be in an infinite mode of creating mm-hmm. rules and regulations because of the, of the behaviors of a few. Okay. Okay. Right, right. I know that one of the biggest things that has happened in public safety is we now have a public safety pay plan which is pretty unique in local government um, throughout Virginia that I'm aware of. Right. I don't think maybe there's one other who has a step pay plan. Uh, can you speak about the success of that and why that was implemented? Sure. We probably have always had a pay plan. It's just people didn't really feel like it paid or planned. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. So, I like that. Uh, but having said that, you know, um, people that you recruit, I'm, I'm big, simple on the basics. You got to recruit well, right. you got to uh, reward well, and then you retain well. Right. I mean, it almost goes in that order. Uh, you can't recruit without a, a pay plan. And in your profession, the right, wrong, or indifferent, right. the DNA of the people you need and want to be the, the future uh, police officers of Chesterfield County, they need to know where they stand. Right. And they need to know where they're going. They need to know all the avenues. They need to know for themselves that, hey, if I work hard on doing this, that, or the other thing, uh, there's rank advancement, yeah. there's career development programs, uh, there's manners and means that I can provide for my family, mm-hmm. um, that, that you know, I don't have to necessarily have a second job or work overtime. You know, there's a quality of life to, to exactly. any employee. Exactly. Um, and, you know, your shift work, you getting called out for emergencies and, and all these other things are part of the job. Right. Uh, I don't have to speak to it, and I know you've done many great podcasts in the past about the competitive nature right. of the finite pool yes. of people to get. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so with the step plan, it's not, it's, we don't necessarily have to be the number one highest paid starting salary. What we are going to be is competitive, and we're right. going to be on the heels of whatever is somebody you're competing with. But what we are going to do different than anyone else is respect the fact as you uh, progress and as you learn something here, you are not the same person that you were day one. Wow. So you're right. going to get rewarded, and you're going to get rewarded at the time and intervals that, that are deemed uh, professional and appropriate. And with that, you know, we have actually started putting monies away, which I'm not aware anyone else is doing it, because we're going to have recessions, and right. you all lived sure. through them in the past sure. where – you know, everyone says, you know, suck it up. We're yep, all going to yep. get zero this year, but you got a job. Yep. Well, I don't have to tell you, you know, if someone who's here for three years and they get zero, well, that, then they're making this. And that second year person, right. you know, or that new person coming up. in is, right. is on it's top good. of exactly. them. Exactly. Depression yeah. issue is a major exactly. thing in public safety or in government. That's right. So we're putting our, our, our acorns away to, to ride out a two to three year period. So, and, and again, we just have to be able to communicate to people because they may, citizens themselves may have, Issues during a recession where there's no right. uh, salary increases, maybe even job loss, but we have to we have to put our money where our mouth is and simply say we got to progress these people up because once you open up the compression door, I don't have to tell you this, it takes a generation to close right. it. Exactly. Yes. But we we want our audience to know that this is not just for public safety. This is for countywide. This is, has happened to help everybody out, 
in the increase in, in the STEP program that they have throughout the county. Am I correct? Yeah, the, the STEP program is, is fire EMS, sheriff, sure. and um, and police for the sworn officers, because right. that's and that's the ones that have a rank order exactly. to them. Exactly. Uh, the civilian pay study. There's a market to that, you know, and and you know, again, we have hundreds and hundreds of positions, and in fairness to the schools, sure. we have hundreds of positions as well. Right. I will say the STEP plan that methodologies we have on the public safety side are exactly the same methodologies we have for the teacher. Awesome. Because that's that they also need to see their path right. a, as a career. Yeah, didn't right. want to leave that out. And with public safety continuing to grow, I know you mentioned we have 365,000 residents in the county. Uh, with growth and development becomes infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I know we have a bond referendum coming up. Um, can you speak a little bit about that and how that impacts public safety? I know we are building new stations and new fire stations, um, but I don't know if the public is really clear on the impact of of a bond referendum. Sure, and and it, you know when you borrow monies, uh, you you know to a large extent, you know you ask the people's permission. So bond referendums aren't every year. Right. You know I think the last one in Chesterfield County might have been 2013. And again, all the projects that we said we would do back then, we basically it's taken us you know nine years to kind of get through that that list, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, we probably could have asked the referendum question last year or the year before. But you know, asking people during COVID, COVID exactly. to come on out to, to to do something, they had many other issues to worry about and right. weren't fully attentive to what a bond referendum is or isn't. So um, we're we're good to go now, and and the board of supervisors in June will approve the question. It should align exactly to where we left off in the budget, and and again, this is the next sort of five to ten year period. You know, everything we say we're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, now it's on us then to do it once right. the people say yes. But going back to the to the public safety side of it, traditionally in prior bond referendums, we might have said fire stations, and that's why people think because that is a visible object. Um, for whatever reasons, you know, the police precincts that we have generally had over the years that that have been needed have been you know rented space, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. rented space. I'll tell you this in buildings that were never designed to be a police precinct. In fact, right. someone keeps telling me they smell barbecue still on the one in below. Yes, <laughs> yes, with the drive-through window. Exactly. Do you there? Yeah, or the one in uh, Clover Hill. There's a and no disrespect, <laughs> but there's a dance studio there. So roll call, you know, people are you know end up you know dancing, dancing right beside. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know we have um, the county has allocated some new positions uh, for our colonel uh, police service aides, which has been a really good program in reducing calls for uh, times for service, service mm-hmm. to get to to help the citizens. Um, can you speak about a little bit about growth? We're we're do you envision a county in five years of not just public safety, but what are we looking at? Sure. Well, I, I will give a shout out to the to the service aides. I mean, that's a brilliant concept. Yes. And it's fair. It fair. It's win win for the person too, because there's some people who they they may not know they want to be a police officer, exactly. and, and they go through such a process, such a training, and at the end of the day, their heart or soul may not necessarily be a police officer, and they're they're stuck. Right. A police service aide gives them a taste of something yes. that's good, yes. and you know they they may realize they want to serve the county or serve people in mm-hmm. a different manner uh, than a sworn officer right. and all it takes to be that. And so that's that's a, that's a win for the person and still a win for the county. And start at such a young age, yes. you know, 18, eighteen years old. I mean that, that's awesome. And you can go with our our tech centers that we that we have in the county with that program, um, Homeland Security and, and and criminal justice. We can go there and actually start talking to those students, getting them into that that. Uh, public service uh, position or aid position that we have. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, well, at a minimum, you know, it, it, it keeps people on the straight and narrow, yeah. too. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they know right. that. Right, that's you know, true. You, you, 
one thing I'll give credit, you know, people say, you know, how do you fill vacancies? Well, you know, there's places, and I don't need to name them, that yep. they just turn down the dial as far mm-hmm. as what the requirements are. Right, exactly. And, and exactly. You, you've kept that dial locked uh, and loaded, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at least since I've been here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know in the police department we have four Ps that we function under of, of preventing crime and mm-hmm. partners, partnering with the, with the partnerships with the community. Um, can you speak a little bit about the culture of customer service in the department? We... Uh, Daryl and I met yesterday with some potential lateral officers, oh, yeah. Yeah. and we always stress that we are 100% customer service. If the citizen calls, we're going to respond. Yep. We are going to do a report. We're going to do whatever it takes to make this situation better for that person visiting our county or maybe passing through the county. Um, but that's a cultural issue. Right. I mean, a lot of organizations, the government is not the mindset of the employees. Can right. you? Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, uh, there was a book I read a long time ago. It was, I think it was called Behind the Golden Arches. It was the whole McDonald's franchise uh-huh. history. Mm-hmm. And, and one you prompted me, one takeaway that, that applies is, is the, the founder was big on, on quality, service, and consistency. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to know whatever McDonald's you went to throughout the country, you would get the same exact product right. and, and hopefully the service and quality that goes with it. Applying it to police, I mean, you have so many people that are sworn officers. I mean, it's just, you know, hundreds of right. people. And so what what you have done amazingly is that not only is there the quality and service mindset of, of how you train mm-hmm. uh, to, to deploy them, it's the consistency factor. So when someone's dialing 911, right. it doesn't matter if it's John Doe showing up or Sue Smith showing up. You're going to get the same service uh, over and over. Because I know you have people who may make need multiple calls for service. Right. And John Doe exactly. may be on Friday and, yep. and Sue Smith is there on Saturday. Saturday. Exactly. And and there's 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 an invisible baton that's handed between the two. I know you have a lot of, sure. uh, of paperwork and, mm-hmm. and technologies behind the scenes to, to brief everybody, but the, the consistency is there. And that's to me that's that's the foundation of the culture. Yeah. Um, you know, going back, you know, when you did, and we hopefully do it for the rest of our county positions too. You just don't go out and, and, and hire somebody because they're the, they're the best one in the applicant right, pool. Right, exactly, exactly. You, you have to define what your standard is for best, and if the applicant pool is not ready for you, right. you just go back out and advertise again. The, the worst thing is you bring in one person to the organization, have one issue of inconsistency, yes. Yes. and, and, and you, you've lost this trust yep. with the people. And, and just like life, it takes a long time to earn trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a second to lose it. And, and if I can go on for one more minute, is, you know, if I greet all new employees as part of orientation, including police officers uh, that, are, that are going through the academy. And I said, there's four components to, to earning trust, and, and that is uh, being transparent. You're yep. open and honest. We're yep. an open book. There's rules for things that are private, but if there's no rules for it, you know, this is your, this is your county, your yep. information. Um, we, are, we have engagement. You know, we meet with people. Mm-hmm. We come right. meet you at yep. whatever time and place you want. We can have large group gatherings. If you're not comfortable in something large, we make it small. If you want it to be one-on-one because yep. you have something confidential, you know, and who do you want to talk to? We'll give you the right person in place uh, to, to, to deal with. Uh, then it's performance. You know, whatever we say we're going to do, we're going to we'll do, do well. Exactly. My goal is to give the resources, the tools, the monies, so that, what, you know, the words match the, the budgets that right. go with it. And the last thing is accountability. And accountability works both ways. It's good and bad. You know, right. we, we need to praise where we can and, and thank a person, thank a team, thank mm-hmm. citizens who may be helpful as part of a process. But if something you know, is not right, there's an accountability factor too. And right. we may praise in public and punish in private, as, exactly. as, as they say. As they say, exactly. Um, but, but having said that, we need to do all of it. And 
you know, we need to put our best team, you know, it's like if there's a basketball team, you know, there's five starters. Well, if one starter isn't feeling good yep. and is going to have a bad game, they need to be honest in. and saying, hey, listen, yep. can, can coach, can, you know, John on the bench may, may, exactly. may be best for the team. Yep. We've created a culture. You've created a culture where it almost is that same mindset. Good. Right. good. And we, we, we do a, when we, when we recruit, we try to talk about not only the police department, but a great place to live the partnership with the community and the policing. You all have done an excellent job with that. I mean, we see subdivisions, people moving in the county. The growth of this county has grown since the 88 when I got here. Uh, so what are we, what are you, what are we, we always talk about new stuff. What's new? Right. What's, we tell it to, to, to Colonel Katz, what's new coming down the line um, that will benefit not only the community or the police department, but also our community, that partnership that we talk about all the time. Sure. Well, um, you know, we're attracting all types of people that are coming into the county. You know, it wasn't just a generation ago that the average person moving to Chesterfield County was somebody starting a family, mm-hmm. and they moved here to get an affordable house and, and for a great school system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, they, they, they were so locked and loaded as being good parents and, and getting their children through a school system that when their children graduate school, they sold their house. They right. think, well, I, thank you, Chesterfield. I did my job. Yep, exactly. And, 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 I, and, I, and I even, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you, you, good communities grow roots. And so you're seeing now people still may come for that, but two things are happening. They'll stay here, you know, uh, after their children, you know, mm-hmm. are graduating. And, and again, there's nothing better than someone who's aging, an older adult who cares about a community because they're helping their neighbor, they're helping their community. Yeah. Their children are also coming back here more so. And, and that's great, too, because that keeps them here. I mean, I'm the first one to tell you that, you know, we could do our best and, and, have, and, and have people love us. But if, if one child moves away yeah. uh, for a job opportunity or something that's not here that they could otherwise do, right. then, then once, you know, once they're having a child and call back the new you know, grandma and grandpa, yep. you know, can, we, can you help us? There's a for sale sign in the yard. Yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. that, that's not good for the community. So I, I'm trying to do everything possible to make sure everyone, all 5,000 students that graduate high school each year have a pathway to, to live, work, and play here as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, there's, and, and create multi-generational families because in your line of work, the more that there's support networks of family, close mm-hmm. family to help each other out, they're going to call each other first uh, if there's something wrong right. uh, before they call you. Right. You're, right. you're preaching to me right now yeah. because I'm going through that with my daughter and her husband moving back here to Chesterfield, wanting so badly to get back here from where they are now. Um, so yeah, I, I like that, and they and they feel this is a great place to raise their kids. Of course, my grandkids when that when that comes comes about. So thank yeah. you for that. And then the other side of the equation is happening: younger people wanting to start their career. This region is yes. showing up as far oh, yeah. as a place to go. Mm-hmm. You know, with especially teleworkers. There's there's people who are working here that that work for some company. You know, three thousand miles away. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. so they're coming in. And, and now they're also then bringing their parents with them, which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, I met an older couple, you know, in their, in their late 60s. And I was like, oh, what, what brought you to Chesterfield? I have this ego. Like, everybody <laughs> comes to Chesterfield because uh-huh. it's on some national radar. Right. And I'm like, we, we didn't even know what this county's name was. It's just my, my, my child moved here. You know? Wow. Right. And, 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 and we want to be close to our child. Yeah. Now, having said that, they're like, thankfully, they picked a good place right. <laughs> to yeah. move to. Well, I think we're ranked now uh, in the state of Virginia places to live. Yeah, there was some ranking yeah, we that, read last couple, year. Last year they were talking like about Nashley or something. It was a Forbes uh, ranking that we were we were a number one look uh, place. Most of the top fifty were, were the small cities and towns. Sure. 
right. there wasn't one place that had 460 plus square miles. Right, right. Uh, or, and there was only maybe two other places amongst the top 50 that had over 250,000 people. So this is a unique. <laughs> this is a unique place, it, it not just in, in the region or the state, but but you know, nationally. nationally. Yeah, I know when we're recruiting, uh, most people assume we just talk about police-related stuff, but it's a complete package. We it have is. to talk about the bond rating for the county. We the have to talk about system. schools and outdoor activities yes. and wineries and microbreweries mm-hmm. and access to the rivers and and, and the and central part of Virginia getting to certain locations right transportation. DC transportation and all that getting to Virginia Beach in two hours DC or Tyson's corner whatever my wife right. like going to in two hours or the mountains mm-hmm. or Santa door so that that that's a sell point for the county right uh, especially the cost of living in this county the housing and things of that sort so yeah that. so with all the bond rate, bond referendum coming up and how big the county is? How is the financial health of the um, oh, good county? Question. Do we still have a AAA bond rating? Or you- yeah, so we've had the AAA, and, and, if, and if, if we don't have a AAA bond rating, you'd probably be talking to a new county. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, when you're given gold and it goes to silver or bronze, you know, yeah, someone, right. yeah, that's a getting, problem. Someone's getting off the podium. Right. <laughs> um, so now we have that. One of the new ratings that came out um, is called ESG, and you're going to hear more about it. So these are the rating agencies. Uh, it's ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more than just the numbers. You know, you can you can run a government as a business and put money in the bank sure. and, and get some good bond ratings. The ESG is really a branding of quality of life, mm-hmm. and and just and especially the governance because right. that's us. Or do do we are we mature enough? Do we do we listen to people, but you know not overreact right. or, or 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 chase the latest flavor? Uh, and we got we didn't even know what the ratings are or. or Criteria would be once the once the ESG formulas came out, the rating agency said you're number one. Wow! Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, so that's something to promote. That's Probably promote as you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. no question, yeah. no question. I know that's that new we information that we've new, been looking yeah, for. Meeting engagement <laughs> office and, and those types of things. I'm, I assume that's what they look at all of the aspects of policies, procedures, not only financial. Yeah, and, and just. I'm amazed. So when, when companies move to Central Virginia, you know they, they hire sometimes uh, real estate relocation uh-huh. people to deal mm-hmm. with the workforce of where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and and these relocation experts they they you know, they interview the people saying what are you looking for, what kind of place you would like to live in, mm-hmm. and after like five or ten questions, they say okay we're we're going to Chesterfield County. Wow, wow. that's great. That's awesome. That is great. That's awesome. I know you have a whole list of notes on your paper. Is there anything you'd like to discuss that maybe we haven't bought up? You'd like the public to know, or no? I, I mean, I write those notes just just to cover in case, in case you ask good questions. <laughs> well, we, we have a question that we ask um, most of the people who come on. I think yeah, just about everybody. Everybody, everybody. Um, you're in a high stress job. You said you know you work weekends, nights, evenings. It's a 24 hour job. Right. Um, how do you deal with stress? What do you do? What's your outlet? That, you know, that's a good question because I actually, when I interview people for a job, uh-huh. I, I also say, you know, how do you manage stress or deal with stress? And and again, there's people who say, well, I don't have stress, and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, no, you know what? Yeah. Then we, we already we have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Want, we already got a problem. Exactly. Because you know, I need you. You know, stress is part of life. Right. Um, you know, it could be work stress. It could be personal stress. Yep. Uh, yep. First, you have to be honest with yourself. You know, surround yourself with some close friends, maybe even coworkers. Mm-hmm. We have programs, as you know, you can call yeah. someone for a professional. Oh yeah. You know, and you, we even have somebody who's uh, dedicated to police twenty four hours a mm-hmm. day. Right. Because there's some people who have. And a, we have a C fit program. That's yep. correct. Yeah. Um, for myself, though, you know, it's just going on uh, long walks with my my wife. Okay. You know, just you know, going nature, just enjoying, you know. 
what is out there. I, mm-hmm. I think I, every time I'm stressed, I probably buy another bird feeder yeah, for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got five now. <laughs> well, good. Well, that's good. We um, we appreciate it, but do oh, you have yeah. anything else you'd like to add? No. I, again, I applaud what you're doing. I, this, this is an example of something that many had not done before in right. podcasting. And I'll just list it to the other hundred good things that you do. And, and I'm actually, thank you, thank you. you know, I, I, I can tell we're in this endemic or whatever people want to call it. Because uh, tomorrow I'm doing my first ride along since COVID. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. I used to go every uh, six months or good so. For you. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Well, good. good. We appreciate your time. Thank appreciate you, you so coming much. On. And um, go ahead, I, I know we, we, we want to continue this, 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 um, this partnership. Uh, and we will be reaching out to some more of our local government uh, employees, uh, management to to come out and, and just give us an idea of how that partnership is working between policing and government. And uh, and I, I thank you. I really thank you, Doc. Yes, but it's, it's a team. It and, is, a and team. I'm glad to be part of your team. Well, good, good. Well, partner. Hey, another one on the books. Man, this is a good one. I mean, we appreciate it, it. We're gonna get talked about on this one, though. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> this gonna, good. Yeah, we're going to get talked about on this because this was really good. This is and really I think good. this is not only for us in law enforcement, but for our, our families um, right. to hear and what the county is doing. And uh, and we'll make it work from there. Yeah, we want our citizens to know that they can become engaged with the county. Yeah, no question. I mean, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. We yep. have a, an entire office of community engagement and resources. Mm-hmm. Um, the resources are only a phone call away. Someone yep. in Chesterfield County will help you. Resolve your issue. Exactly. Um, exactly. We, want, we want our citizens to know that, not just from a public safety standpoint, but, but in you know, general, it could be a drainage community. issue, exactly. it could be anything. And yep. We're going to work on it to get that resolved. Exactly. I would like to thank our listeners for joining us again today. Uh, remember, you can find our podcast on all the social media outlets. Uh, if you're interested in a position as a police officer, public safety aid, I'm sorry, Police, police, services. police services. I don't know. I do that every time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you can go to ccpd.org. That's ccpd.org. And we look forward to you joining us on a future show. Another good one for Chris put in the box for us. <laughs>